Welcome to Please Bet on Football Games. Howdy, and welcome to a second and special pod of Please Bet on Football Games. Uh, this one is going to be dedicated exclusively to ranting and raving about Justin Fields. More ranting, not a lot of raving. As you guys know, I'm not very high on him as a prospect in general, and I absolutely cannot stand people that'll champion anybody that happens to be wearing the same colors as them. So I'm going to go in play-by-play, break down every single thing I saw from Justin Fields. Overall, I give him a D plus C minus on the day. He showed exactly what you assumed he would. He's a freak athlete with a killer arm that he can't aim that well and he doesn't think that well with. He's got some serious growing to do if you want him to start in the NFL at this point. And I generally see something very similar to what we saw with Mitch Trubisky, both in how fans are reacting and how he actually plays on the field. There's something to be polished up here, but we're still dealing with a lump of coal. This is not yet a diamond. And for the record, I truly believe Andy Dalton should start this season. And if he does, the Bears have a great chance of making the playoffs or at least being a winning team. We've got a great head coach, at least as far as play calling goes, certainly not as far as quarterback evaluations goes, and a pretty deep roster that I don't think people give enough do. So let's not delay. Let's get obsessive. Let's get compulsive. Let's break down every single fucking play that Justin Fields had on Saturday afternoon in Chicago. All right, I wanted to save this breakdown for its own separate podcast just because the guy means way too much to way too many people in Chicago, and I get way too frustrated, so I spent way too much time breaking down his game, and we're going to go through play-by-play. Yes, we're ready for the piece de resistance. Justin Fields, the... The new savior of Chicago, because every time we draft a quarterback, the reality is he sucks, and the perception is, at least for the first two years all around Chicago, that he might actually be Christ's second coming. Well, because I knew this was going to happen, and because my pre-draft comparison for Fields was Mitch Trubisky with a hell of a tan, I took notes on literally every single throw so that I could very descriptively go through them after the fact. But let's start with some general observations. The first thing that jumps out to me is that when he throws a deep ball, he has no arc. Justin Fields' long ball has about the same trajectory as a Byron Leftwich long ball used to. Uh, Big Ben used to have this problem a little bit early in his career, but he's fixed it. Uh, Robert Griffin III had a little bit of this problem, but... Oh, Cam Newton also has a little bit of this problem. Uh, Justin Fields has a killer arm. It's super strong. But he doesn't understand how to drop a ball in. So all of his throws that are deep have almost a flat arc. They don't rainbow like a Peyton Manning or Russell Wilson ball. You know, you get that moon ball from Russell Wilson. It drops right down in the guy's arms. Same with Aaron Rodgers. The best deep ball throwers, they get that high arc because one, it lets your wide receiver or I guess tight end get under it. And two, there's absolutely no chance for a defensive back to get back in the play other than just completely outrunning the receiver and getting in front of him, which is never going to happen, especially with pass interference rules the way they are today. So, for instance, uh, this is jumping ahead a little bit, but there was this one ball down the right sideline. 
So the third and 10 on his second drive of the game. So, you know, he has a slight rollout right, and there's a deep streak down the right sideline, and he tries to throw a bullet. And a lot of people on Twitter, at least on Bears Twitter, well, a lot of them are very stupid. Uh, coincidentally, a lot of these same people were saying things such as, Allen Robinson makes this a catch. And that's true. But you know what? A lot of starting professional defensive backs that are not Noah Igbonogjanin, who is really terrible at playing the ball, they turn that into a pick or just a pass breakup straight off. Because what Fields does is he takes a wide receiver that has a step deep and he throws a ball that he's trying to fit right between the ear and the shoulder blade of the defender. And this allows the defensive back, who's already beaten and should be out of the play, it allows him to get back in the play by simply turning around. Because in order to get to the wide receiver, the ball has to go through the defensive back's radius. You know? Uh, it's like if you're throwing against a windmill. The, better yet, if you're playing putt-putt and there's a windmill and it's going very fast, would you rather, if you had the skill, try to putt the ball through the windmill's blades on the ground? Or would you rather just chip the fucking ball over the entire windmill and land it near the hole? Well, you'd rather land it near the hole by chipping it over. It's the same concept. You want a rainbow ball there, a Russell Wilson moon ball, that drops in over the heads because then the defensive back can't get back in the play. And it's leading the wide receiver forward so that the wide receiver can run away from the defensive back and get yards after the catch. And finally, even if you're off a little bit, if you overthrow it a little bit, if you're a little far too far inside or I guess even a little too far outside, your wide receiver has time to adjust because that ball's in the air like a punt. So no, I'm not saying throw a Hail Mary ball on a 30-yard streak. But what I am saying is put that fucker up high, drop it down in the front like Mac Jones did to number 17 in the end zone, and instead of being a pass breakup or a tough contested catch or just a really difficult catch to make, all of a sudden, your wide receiver is running under that fucker, dropping, you're dropping it in the bread basket, and he's off to the fucking pay dirt. Uh, so I counted two deep balls that Justin Fields attempted aside from the trick play, which we'll get to later. And both of them were too low. They were these laser shots that try to go through the defensive back. And it's something I noticed in college, but it didn't matter. Because in college, Justin Fields, on top of having an offensive line full of NFL players, had a good NFL wide receiving core. Playing against teams like Indiana that might have one NFL defender on their roster. So, and, and for the record, when Justin Fields played against NFL defensive backs, it typically didn't look that good. Because he tries to do shit like this. Because he lets defenders back into plays when they should have been beaten. Anyhow. Uh, both of Justin Fields' first two plays on his first drive, the much ballyhooed first drive, were effectively the same uh, pattern. Both of them went to running backs on a flat-out release valve route. Uh, the first one was a play-action boot right. Um, you could argue that Fields put it up a little too high because their running back had to make a jumping catch with one hand and that stifled his yards after the catch. But I would give him the benefit of the doubt and say this is a pedestrian throw because 
Fields kind of had to put it there in order to get it through safely, so we'll call it even. It's a, it's a scratch. Uh, the second play was the third and extremely long from his own end zone. So he has a ton of time. It's a completely perfect pocket. It really couldn't be more picturesque. And he escapes from it anyways because he's panicked standing in his own end zone. He holds onto the ball way too long. Uh, the second time that the running back uncovers on a little up-and-out route, he hits him way, 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 way too short for the first down. Not a hope. No, no fucking hope. So it's not like he's waiting in the play to see if he can get something more aggressive. He's waiting in the play to hit the exact same guy a second time. And this is something you see over and over again with Fields is he might be a really smart guy. He might get a fucking awesome score on his Wonderlick and his ACT and his GPA might be stellar. He might know every goddamn thing about the fucking Cold War that I don't. He might. I don't care. He hesitates or he's not confident or some parasite is taking control of his body that forces him to be really late on all of his reads and throws. He double clutches and hesitates more than any quarterback I've seen in a long time, probably since Trubisky came out. And he, t he escapes from clean pockets, either out of fear or lack of confidence or the game is moving too fast for him or I don't know, but it's not like he's moving around looking for the deep shot and being too aggressive. He's moving around, his eyes are staying shallow, and he's hitting running backs on dump-offs on 3rd and 20. <sighs> so they punt, they get the ball back. 1st and 10. They're trying to run this same Spider 2 Y banana style pattern where it's just a little fucking leak out by the running back. Um... Now I know that Spider-2-Y banana is supposed to be play action. I know it's supposed to go to a fullback, and in these cases it all went to a halfback, but it's at a single back, so fucking humor me. Um, first down was not play action. It was just trying to leak it out to a running back, kind of like a screen. And he throws it right into the defensive tackle from a clean pocket. The defensive tackle has no push. He just got his hands up. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Second and 10, it was a one-read, like, pop-pass slant, almost like an RPO. And he forced it, and he didn't put it outside or low enough, and it got batted. So that's two incompletions. And then the third down is that one where he has the slight roll right, and he throws the deep streak, and it's too low. And it turns what could have been a fairly easy catch and a great opportunity to score into a pass breakup because he tried to force a bullet where it should have been a rainbow. Uh, next drive, it's second and long. This is the one where Jesse James falls down. And he, Justin Fields is, in a, again, in a clean pocket. He's a little too deep in his pocket, and he throws a fadeaway. So his pocket mechanics are just fucking awful in every imaginable way on this play. And what's worse is that everybody notices Jesse James falling down, right? And they say, oh, that's why it wasn't a completion. Charlie Murphy voice. Wrong. Wrong. Chappelle show, look it up. Anyhow, the linebacker that was in under coverage stumbled, or else he would have picked that ball off clean. And even still, with his stumble, he bats that ball before it would have gotten to Jesse James. So it was an underthrown ball into coverage, into basically bracket coverage because there was a safety racing to get over the top. And that safety was racing to get over the top almost intercepted the batted ball. So Justin Fields got real lucky. I call that a pickable. Um, mind you, these are against Miami's second and third string players. So 
I really can't imagine a first-string linebacker in the NFL not picking that ball off, you know, save for a stumble or a trip or butterfingers, you know, like that, that's a pickable ball. Um, on third and long, he runs, or so he escapes pressure first. There's a, there's an A-gap blitzer that gets through. He spit, he not spins, careful how I can talk now. He, uh, he eludes left, which is a good pocket move, and he goes for the run. He's not going to get the first down, so he spins, tries to break a tackle. He does not. Instead, he fumbles, and it's a turnover. So on his third drive of the game, he has two plays, and they're both turnover-worthy. That is a death sentence. Um... His fourth drive is that uh, he has 40 seconds. They run the two-minute drill. Uh, I'm just going to go through these all quickly because it was super dink and dunk. It was shit that Trubisky used to do all the time. It's nothing. Uh, One read curl for six yards. Second down, he's got a ton of time. He waits, he waits. He passes on wide open receivers that he looks at, which is a Justin Fields at Ohio State special, so that he can get the dump off for a couple yards. I'm not impressed, but he did get a first down on second and three, so good for him. First down on the next set, uh, he throws a streak down the left sideline. It's out of bounds, and the wide receiver is covered. This was doomed from the start. Even if it was a good pass, he's fucked, and it was a bad pass. So, uh, the next play, he does a swing. It's a one read. I mean, it's his first read. It's quick. It's out of his hands immediately. Nothing to it. Uh, third down, it's third and five. He rolls from a clean pocket again. And it's kind of a high-low read. He zings it, a decent throw for about six yards to a wide receiver who I guess was running an out, but the way that Fields... The, the way that the play developed when Fields is ad-libbing, rolling right, the wide receiver was kind of stationary. Fields let him inside. Receiver had to dive. Could have been a lot more yards after the catch if Fields had just put it on his ass, but... I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna blame him. I'm not gonna knock him. He got a completion. Good for him. Uh, there's seven seconds left, and they're at the offensive 45-yard line. Fields is late on his read again. Throws the out. Gets five yards to set up a 53-yard field goal. If he had been on time, he probably could have gotten another play out of this. Uh, you could have thrown the out time, you know, with time, like six seconds to run one more play, get it closer than 53 yards in Chicago, which is usually not an easy make. But, uh, you know, they kick the field goal. They got 40 seconds to score. And if you can do that every time, it's not that bad. Uh, at this point, it's, it, you know, it's halftime. The Dolphins pull all their second stringers. It is exclusively third and fourth stringers from here on out. And this is when all the plays that people will remember happened. So his first down is a play-action rollout right. He sits in, uh, wide receiver sits in the hole, and Fields is late on the read yet again, but he does hit the 12-yarder. It was nice. It's a good throw. It's positive. It's good. Uh... Next set, he's got a ton of time. He throws that jump ball for uh, 20 or 25 yards to whoever number 13 is. I don't know off the top of my head, honestly. 
And again, it's low. It's a low trajectory deep ball. But because the wide receiver makes a great play, he wins the jump ball. Again, if it's a rainbow, if he drops it in over the breadbasket, you get yards after the catch and it's not that hard. But that's not what Fields does. Never. Never, never, never. Second and eight, Fields misses a check pass to the uh, running back. The next two plays are both uh, rollouts to the right, high-low reads. Uh, on the first one, he does a classic Trubisky, which is I'm rolling right, I'm rolling right. Cornerback is stuck deciding between me and the receiver. Cornerback creeps up to pick me. I throw it easy yards. It's the high-low half-field read. It's, it's going to be Fields' preference because it was Trubisky's preference, and they're the same guy. It requires almost no thinking, and it leverages athleticism over everything else. The second play, he does the exact same thing, but this time they run a zone with two defenders in the area, and therefore it's completely nullified. Fields gets maybe one yard. Uh, on second and goal, Fields has some time. He's late to make the read. The tight end falls on the corner. It's kind of a clusterfuck. Fields invites pressure by having taken so long, but because he's a supreme athlete, he breaks from the pressure, he rolls left, gets 10 yards. By the way, the end zone's nine yards away. So that was a nice play. I give him all the props in the world. That is a positive run of which he had two. And uh, yeah, that's, that's nice. I hope you can do that against first stringers instead of fourth. But... Honestly, I think he probably can because the dude is legitimately wide receiver fast and running back strong. Um, and and when, when he eventually realizes that's his game, he'll be better off for it. Um, the next drive is the, the, the big one that people are going to remember. It's his second to last one. First play is a play action. He's got plenty of time and he throws a good ball for about 10 yards, but it's dropped. Third and six, he throws a five-yard crosser that ends up a little short, but on fourth down, they're going to get it. First and ten, he's got plenty of time. He's late on his read, and he fucks up everything. He escapes from a clean pocket. But again, he's an athlete, so he gets a 20-yard run out of it. And that's part, you know, that's a positive play. It's a bunch of stumbling missteps to a positive play because sometimes the athleticism trumps all, especially when you're playing fourth stringers. Uh, the final play of his, the, the, the penultimate play of his day, but the final play of this drive is going to be the play action boot right, where they do a throwback all the way across the field for about 30 yards to the tight end Jesse James, who is standing there, literally turned around, still waiting for the ball like a punt. He catches it and walks into the end zone because the Dolphins did not cover his half of the field. Um... People are clamoring about this because it was a long touchdown. I gave it a solid grade because I'm not joking at all when I say that most punters and wide receivers make this read and make this throw. Like, this is classic fake punt stuff. The guy was uncovered. He literally was separated by about 35 to 40 yards. I don't know how Fields could have fucked it up if he tried. And he didn't. So congrats, he gets points for not fucking it up. And he gets points for having enough arm to get it there because I don't know if Drew Brees or Joe Burrow would. 
But that's it. That's literally it. Uh, finally, they bring him out for that one more drive, and the only thing he does is throw a one-read swing pass a little bit late, which gets his running back blown the fuck up, and they punt. That's Justin Fields' day. Are you impressed? I'm not impressed. I also noticed that he panicked under pressure, and considering the fact that he threw a pickable ball into coverage, and he throws this ball low through defenders on deep balls, and he fumbled, the dude's going to turn the ball over. I, I can't... If you watched this game objectively, and you didn't see him and think, oh, fuck, this is just like Trubisky. He plays just like Trubisky. I don't know what to tell you. It's, it's an athlete. It's better. He's better than Trubisky. Because he's faster and he's stronger and his arm is stronger. He might even be a little bit more accurate. But he's he's bad. He could develop. My my the book on him when I was grading his college tape is well, one day he could develop. For now, you better run the ball with him, some Lamar Jackson type shit, and then occasionally do play action and just throw the ball as deep as you can because he does have a killer strong arm. So, you know. Quarterback run, read option, read option, play action, deep ball. And you just hope you can get it down the field that way. The more he runs, the better off he'll be. But unfortunately, quarterbacks that need to run never really do much in the NFL. So, that's my week one evaluations from the preseason. I'm I'm certain that I will do Eason because, as I'm sure you guys know, I was high on him coming out in the draft. I think he's got a ton of potential, and I think that he was super raw and super young, and a coach like Frank Reich could really coach him up, and this system could really be good to him. He might even take the job from Carson Wentz if I'm being... Not if I'm being logical, but if I'm being honest. I'm that hopeful for him. Anyhow... I hope you guys enjoyed this and it was good talking with you. I'll uh I'll hit you guys back soon.